Um, welcome back to Giant Thoughtfish. Um, we are, this is going to time stamp it, but we are on the back of the Euro, <laughs> the Euro 2020 eventually final. Um, <laughs> I mean, England versus Italy. Um, I, I think um, the game, like football did not come home. And I believe there's a reason why football didn't come home. Um, I'm going to speak for myself here because I'm not going to speak for all you, man, so you can decide. Um, I was never an advocate for football coming home for many reasons which we will explore in this. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not just a, it's just, it's just, it's not just a, an unnatural despise for England winning. It is, it, there's, a, there's a massive global cultural problem that my hatred for why I did not want them to win them from and that's me personally um how are you man feeling oh yeah sorry no i'm joined with i've said i'm joined with mansor mansor moses and mandela how are all you guys feeling yeah good good good, good. good. it's been yeah, an evening well. isn't it it's been a day it's been a 24 hours isn't it it's Jeez. been a day it's been a day it's been a day there's a lot of hangovers <laughs> across britain um yeah and but yeah. this is the time that have, people have really showed once again they showed their true colors. Um, mm. I don't, uh, boy, I don't know where to start. Let's just let's let's um, we, we don't need to talk about because how did you uh, did you guys want to wait? That's but did you guys want England to win the Euros? You see, I was torn because philosophically and ideologically, ideologically, yes. But spiritually, no. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. Like, obviously, you know, I'm, I was rooting for my man's Raheem, Saka. You know, they were playing some incredible football from what I saw from their matches. So it's not to say I don't think they didn't deserve to win. But I feel like there's just a lot of issues aside from the football that the football team is kind of for me, football is kind of like a Trojan horse. Like, in itself, I have no issues with the, foot, the game. I love watching it. But inside of it, there's this, there's a lot of darkness that needs to be addressed. And I think had they won, I think possibly we may not be at the point we are now where whether we're addressing it or not, at least it's there. But I think had they won, people would have kind of brushed a lot of things under the carpet and be like, well, they mm -hmm. won, you know. Uh, I, look, think, they took I think the it'll knee. be in, bru in brushed I mean? throughout the tournament. It'll be in brushed throughout Yeah, the tournament. in brush brushed away. So that's the thing. It's not that I didn't want them to win on bad vibes, but I don't think it would have been the right course of I don't think it would have been the best outcome had they won for people like us. Yeah, for me, yeah, so <laughs> I'll just say my piece quickly. For me personally, like, I uh, my, my, my feelings towards England is like, the actual team, which was quote unquote the golden generation, the Lampard, Gerard. I there was always kind of some kind of like there was a selection thing. There was a more racist, there's more racism involved with the, the pick of the team at those times. So that's where it, it stemmed from me. And Southgate, props to him, he started picking people on merit. And you see what happens. It's no coincidence. You see what happens when you pick the right players to take you to the final. You see what happens mm -hmm. when you you pick teams on merit, not color, not what they're not who they are, based on literally just merit. And so my problem with England winning this time did had nothing to do with the team. Like there mm -hmm. was the players, I was rooting for the players, but with it, it's behind that. It's like do the do the things that I really not like about England. Do they deserve to win this? 
Like, I don't want them to get the win on top of this. And yeah. that happened yesterday. And then you see the masks have come off now. And then I don't even have to tell people, you see, this is why I'm not um, supporting England. I'm like, let you, man, come out and say how disgusting this is now. I can't believe this. Oh, how can people talk like this? Let you, you man, do this now. Because I'm, I was, I was, I'm tired. I'm tired. I was, throughout the whole tournament, I didn't want to say nothing. Like, we just mm-hmm. get our competition to ourselves. I wasn't posting mm-hmm. on Instagram. I wasn't posting on Twitter. I wasn't yeah. jumping up and down because I knew what what there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you now it's something like, yeah, Mantle, how are you feeling? Okay, so I think, no, I think personally, Mantle, you're next. <laughs> okay. I think for me, I think Moses put it perfectly in the sense that I'm torn. As a, like, a part of me, is happy to see, you know, Sterling, Saka, Luke Shaw, um, you know, like uh, Jaden Sancho and whoever do well in the whole tournament and progress in footballing terms. But I think when I think about the fans, it, you're not, you don't necessarily want the team to win because of what the fans will be like. I mean, we saw yesterday before a football was even kicked. Leicester Square was trashed. Uh, people were running into Wembley. And you, there is a, a, a significant part of you that thinks, had they won, how would it have been for the days to come? It would have been unbearable. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, previous England teams, in a purely in a footballing sense, have been hard done by in a lot of cases. Like I'm thinking the England-Brazil game, semi-finals in the World Cup, where David Seaman got lobbed. I'm thinking the Frank Lampard goal against Germany, which went over the line and stuff. So in purely a football sense, there is that sympathy there with England because they have been hard done by and because I think a lot of the players have come from backgrounds that we can relate to. And I think that's a really big thing which can't be underestimated but from the fan base you know you don't I, I it's not desirable to see them win because of what you know is coming and I think with the loss you see that undesirable aspect there so torn basically but I, like now I've moved on you know some people would still be licking their wounds or whatever and I've moved on it's time to move on you know that's how I feel Mandela, what do you think? Yeah, so I kind of feel like expecting England to win would naturally come as like, look, okay, I'd have been like, yeah, man, look at the team. It's really strong. You know, the boys have really been, you know, they've really been out here, like really, really, you know, doing their best and stuff. But what annoys me is the fact that um, it's almost like the, 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 the black players are like tokens. Do you get what I'm saying? And they're only good enough as long as they are scoring and winning. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So yeah. do I want them to win? Yeah, on the grounds that, you know, Jamaica's out here, you know, representing. You've got, do you know what I mean? People from different backgrounds that you're like, yeah, do you know, Africa's in the buildings. Of course, you're like, yeah, I want them to win. I want, do you know what I mean? Like there's a, the, look, England as a whole, do you know what I mean? We're meant to be diverse. We're supposed to be diverse. Oh, Jesus. 
you know, we're meant to be diverse, we're meant to be a melting pot and all of that stuff. So like, you kind of see, you know, like the, the, the community that we were that we were having, you saw it was false. Do you get what I'm saying? So for, for that reason, I'm like, no, I, I didn't want England to win because it's, it's, it's born from falsehoods. I, I promise you had we won, you know, there would be no racial slurs. There would be, do you know what I mean? Then all of a sudden, all of that racism is brushed under the carpet. And I felt like, you know, I didn't want England to win from a political perspective, given the fact that, look, there was the whole issue surrounding um, players taking the knee and Boris Johnson refused to, 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 to show support or to show solidarity in that. Um, and therefore, there's been an underground brewing, do you know what I mean, of like this racial undertone that's been happening. So actually, on a political level, I didn't want them to win because at the end of the day, exactly what we would have expected is exactly what happened. So I'm not going to give names because the person is a minor, but last night um, we had to face a real issue that was there, that as soon as the score came out, there was a child very close um, 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 to us um, who was just like, I don't want to go to school tomorrow because I'm really, really worried about the racism. Mm. It's a real thing. Like, it's a real, real thing. Like, no child has to have that conversation that I don't want to have to go to school tomorrow because of the racism that's going to be there. It's the same thing with all the unspoken truths about what happens with football hooliganism that's been mentioned, like the trashing of um, Trafalgar Square, um, the racial undertones where there's genuine prejudice against um, the minority ethnic players to get what I'm saying. And then on top of that, you've got facts that are being given from our workplaces where we're pushing out, um, we're pushing out messages to, 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 to women who are most likely going to be abused, uh, uh, dependent on the, the, the score of the match. So do I want women not to get boxed down? No, I don't want them to be beaten down. So actually maybe we should win. Do we want children to have to face racism tomorrow morning when they go to school? No, so actually maybe they should win. But actually, if we really look at it from a political perspective, this thing has been encouraged. The fact that the prime minister doesn't really say much, you've got Priti Patel, you know, like all these, all these individuals who are meant to be part of the legislature that are meant to be part of, like who are our ministers and stuff like that, they've never really done anything to tackle the issue. And actually, I think it's good that England lost because actually now we can actually start having the real conversation and dealing with it head on. This is at the back of a, 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 a um, review that said the UK is not institutionally racist. So explain to me what all of this is about. Well then, then let's, let's no. talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Pretty Patel and Boris, because the way I mean, have you guys seen after like the backlash that they had for their tweet saying how they condemn racism and all that? Like no one has said, "Oh, thanks, Boris Clayton, it's thanks, Pretty." They have literally just I've just seen reposts and reposts of previous articles and <laughs> the, the yeah, of but then that's just pageantry of what they of what they said before, and it's just like I'm that's just, pageantry. Like, they just had to do that. I'm sorry, how could William you, no, and how Kate. Could, I, William and like, Kate did the same thing. Like they, they, they posted there. You know, we find it. You know, like just really the man he's talking about being against racism, and I'm like, William, you're probably the guy who spoke about Archie's skin color. Do you get what I'm saying? Pretty making just a, 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 an out there statement saying that she goes against gesture it. The same politics, as Boris. Gesture politics. Yeah, it's just politics. At the end of the day, like they haven't done it. Like the things that they have been about and what they've stood for prior to prior to this match on a political scope regarding race shows that they do not actually, they're not allies. And I hate that term, but the truth is they're not. They're not in solidarity with us. It's just making statements for the sake of being No, political. but not only that, not only that, 
Um, they're not just making statements. It's like what, as well as what, for what Gary Neville said, which I also agree with. They are also part of the problem. They are inciting this. Like as much as they say, I I believe personally that they're inciting it. Um, they um the fact that they say they can encourage this is is why people feel like they can do this after a game. Like I'm sure nobody, nobody in the world didn't see yesterday. You didn't see black, white, Asian, whatever. The fact that you saw three black players miss the penalty, everyone knew what was coming next. Everyone knew what was coming next. There was no surprise. It was just about who can we who who's gonna get caught first. And if, well, let me sorry on. if I cut off. No, say, no, I was just gonna quickly say, yeah, the fact is like the fact that everyone knew what's going next. In my head, this is the thing, like these races. Why why would you still go and do it though? Like why why would you still go and do it? I'll I'll take it a step further like as much as when from when Rashford missed I knew it was coming not that I'm putting anything on him the man's brilliant you get me but I'll take it one step further than that how many of you even thought I'm not even going into central London today or the pub or gonna be out on road round about the time they win or lose like I know I was there. I was like, you ain't going to find me near any pub. Oh, I just got it home straight. Like- exactly. So I'm like, my thing is win or lose. These are the things, unfortunately, we have to deal with, isn't it? Which I saw this tweet where this, some, some girl was like, all black people, this was after they had lost, or after, I think maybe Rashford wanted, you know. Basically, the point was, when we saw what was happening, if I was in the pub, that would be my cue to leave. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, no, after the I first like, penalty you missed, yeah, you would After be- the first penalty, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's time to go home. And it's sad that that's our reality. Do you know what I mean? Like, whether people are even aware of that or not. And Do you it, know what I mean? And it's sad the fact that you to think that immediately you see a black man miss on TV and they will just turn and associate, therefore, I'm going to project onto you, a fellow yeah. black man, that apparently, that has nothing to do with it. Is yeah. one is just the game, and then they they will they will come to you, and you are the reason. Apparently, you are the yeah. problem, and it's just it's it's so tragic to see when you you saw what Saka has done this whole tournament. There's been nothing but oh, Saka is this. Saka is amazing. Look, he needs to play. Blah blah blah, and then you miss a penalty, and then it all goes out. It all goes out the window, and yeah. I'm constantly told like, why do you not support England? And it's like you do not get. Because I'm just waiting for these men. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for these like, and I'm, I'm asked constantly as well. Has it's like, oh, but this has brought everyone together. Can't you see it's change? Did you ever believe that there was a change? Like, like generally, nah. like even if they won and they were praising the players, do you think there was a change? Nah, because that's what I've, I mean. We've been speaking about this for since how many games ago? Like. This is the thing. This is why I'm so torn. I think there's been some amazing football being played from the England team. But it's not even about what happens on the pitch. I feel like if they win, we've almost got another issue to deal with. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That has nothing to do with actually the sport or the game, like in terms of tactical or physical terms. It's just like, if they win, you know, maybe... It's all about pages gonna go Kane and Sterling. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, or... And then if they lose, like, you can't really win, to be honest. And that's why I'm like, I feel it is such a Trojan horse of a sport because it's just like, win or lose, what's actually going on outside or internally, how do you see it around football? It's so toxic for black people. 
Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, I think, I feel like sadly losing was the better option for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? As much as I'd love to see them win and help their careers and stuff, it's just like, it's, it's tough, man. Do you know what I mean? Nobody should have to be worried about, can I walk street after yeah. an England match? Can I flip in, be near a pub? Can I drive through let's talk let's talk the fans let's talk the fans because um with the fans do you feel like what we're seeing with these the racist comments and what's going on do you feel like they are the loud minority or do you because i'm seeing a lot of support on twitter in terms of people condemning that but what do you think well, man's are you disagreeing why do you say that because i just generally speaking and i think it's reflected in the fan base I think there's two sides to this country. And so you've got like the one side, which is just progressive, diverse, enlightened, empath empathetic, empathetic, have empathy. And then you've got the other side, which is xenophobic, racist, and just backwards. And I think for me, at different points in time, one of these two sides is latent and one is on the, one is surface level, right? So like when, this country was spoken about as being the hub of multiculturalism, that progressive enlightened side was at the forefront. But it, it meant that the xenophobic racist side was just latent. It was just hidden in the background and waiting for a trigger. And I think it's the same thing here. Whenever the England team win, you've got that progressive enlightened side, which is louder and says about unification, multiculturalism, and this person came from this country and that country. And when they lose, I think you see the silent majority. It's, I, I sound sad, it sounds pessimistic, but there is a silent majority within football in general that I feel is just, because they're quiet most of the time, you don't, you think they're the minority. And I think sadly, they're the majority. And you know, but to, do you to, feel like let, sorry? I'm gonna say, do you feel like those ones though that are coming out supporting like the likes of Rashford and defending these guys, do they need to be there though? Like we, they, they, it's still important for them to put their comments to to uh, to, to drown out the the abuse. It is important. It's it's a tough one because like I personally think, and I call this person the progressive white liberal. Yeah, I think generally speaking, the progressive white liberal does more damage than good when you talk about race and racism. Often because even though their heart is in the right place, they lack that reflexivity. They lack an understanding of their own position to actually fully be of any use beyond just gestures, right? So I feel like in this case, they are useful in the sense that you could say they are a combative voice to these racists. But at the same time, generally speaking, I think they actually are a problem in the sense that they gloss over the racism that actually exists here because people point to them and say, hold on, this country is progressive. And really and truly, many of them in themselves hold problematic prejudices or hold half-educated views. And so in, for me personally, I think they're part of the problem. The other point which I was going to make is that it's easy to point point out England I would say you know other countries are the same so like Benzema in France said you know when France win I'm French and when they lose I'm Arab and Ozil said the same thing in Germany 
And that's eventually why he retired from the German national team. So I do realise that this problem exists in other European societies, but I think, you know, in this country, because we're so heavy on promoting ourselves as multicultural and progressive, it's important to understand that progressive white liberals, because they often because they often exercise gesture politics we think that they're part of the solution and i personally think that that they're part of the problem personally okay. yeah mandela um, i know you were saying that you believe that it is important that they say things i can't see your face though but what do you do you agree with Mansell, or do you think they have a part to play that they should still no no, no. like so i think they they play a really really good role in um highlighting the fact that there is a problem the fact is, there's a lot of people who, who jump straight onto Twitter and just quick segue, it's kind of like when uh, the George Floyd thing happened, there's a lot of people that were willing to put up a black square um, in terms of being very performative. So I think it's really, really important that their voice is narrated and made very clear. Because I think sometimes you come to realize that actually there's a huge, huge problem, even in some of the um, uh, ways in which people are trying to um, share their, like, look, it's, it's kind of like, I've got a black neighbor, you know, this is really wrong, you know, I've got, you know, uh, 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 my uncle is married to a black woman, you know, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of, it shows you that actually there's a lot of things that people just think, actually, if you, if you just jump on and say that this is wrong, then it makes you look good, but actually we're not tackling the problems that are there. And I think it's part of, it, it, you know, it really highlights, it accentuates the problems. I think, you know, it is important that those voices are heard. And then also positively, I think, look, the response rate of a lot of people in terms of um, reporting uh, some of those hate crimes, it's also good because the thing is a lot of people are internalizing it. There's a lot of youth that are internalizing that these are the viewpoints that people have. And look, we've just been through the worst time globally in terms of this pandemic. So actually it's bittersweet. I think it's great that some of these um, allies are, are, are shown because it's just like, well, actually you just see that you've just, you've just been really like um, on a surface level saying how bad it is. So it highlights um, just how bad the situation is. And then furthermore, actually for the fact that there's a lot of people who are susceptible to, to internalizing certain things because they've not matured in certain ways, it is important that that narrative is, 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 is uh, put out there that it's not acceptable. And I think people have really, really, really jumped on. But like, look, um, some of it is complete sycophancy. Look at um, what I'm saying, like uh, William and Kate, they, they kind of made um, a statement. Priti Patar made a statement. Do you know what I mean? But it's just like, well, actually, if you look at the actions of these people and the allegations that are there about their um, institutional behaviours and, uh, and characteristics towards Black people, it shows that actually there's so much more work that needs to be done. As, am I making sense? Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he. Most, what do you think? But I think, I think oh, sorry, that voice is really important. Yeah, most, you agree, Mantle or Mandela? Who you with? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I agree with both, really. Like it's, it's such a tricky situation because you can't sit idly. You have to do something. But then I also do agree with Mansour in terms of like I do think the, as he put it, the white liberal does a lot of damage, even though their heart's in the right place. So it's like, you know, fortunately, I'm not the expert and I don't have to have the answers, but I think we're at an interesting juncture now where 
what everybody thought would bring the country together has only just further divided it. And then where do we go from here? And it's like, we say divided it, but depends who you're talking to, because I'm like, I knew this was coming, you know, because mm -hmm. it's just a reflection of what's already been there. Um, versus those that were like, no, it's bringing us together. I'm like, well, is it really though? Because it's only together if they score, if Rashford yeah. and Saka and Sterling do their job well. And I'm like, should never be that dependency. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's, that shouldn't be the clause, should it? Yeah, that shouldn't exactly. be the clause. Well, it is. Um, Hamilton even said that it's time that, um, it's time that black people need to, like, it's not only that they get recognised when they, they have to prove themselves with some kind of success. Like, that's the only time they they mm. get applauded or, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I can, I could only imagine the abuse Sterling would have got if he didn't play as well as he did this whole tournament. Like, mm. but even you know that, you're, you're only as good as your last, sorry, I was just saying, you're only as good as literally your last, I was going to say game, but clearly your last minute or your last kick because yeah. Saka, incredible whole tournament. Now, mm -hmm. Complete ripped to shred. Like it was. It's completely been deleted. His whole his whole tournament has been deleted to the brick. And just, like I'm glad the fact of the matter is this. This is why I think where you say the the white liberal comes in handy, man. Like in terms of they are still they are still saying that no, we're not forgetting this guy's contribution to the team. We know what these guys are. We know what these guys mm. bring to the future. Like mm. no, no, even that, I think that is that's even positive for especially for the players themselves i think mm -hmm. to have i think to have that voice even even if even if it feels shallow it it's still yeah. known that you have the support rather than just all the hateful comments within you it could it yes. could mess up their mental state personally i feel to know that you have the support behind you of of people that will say they're actually real fans to drown out the noise it is it is it is helpful and beneficial for a mental state of the person alone who's getting the abuse, it does drown out those people. Those people do get marginalised. Those people are actually kind of, they become a minority in terms of just looking at the comment section alone. Yeah. If I personally say, who would you rather see? A comment section full of just nothing but apes and monkeys and no one backing you? Just complete silence, yeah. like cowardice? Yeah. Or would you rather people yeah. bringing that to light and start, start flagging these and start saying social media platforms do something about it? Because... Yeah. When we as black people just had our voices alone, I mean, it was even we were even it was even quieter, and then we were just told to shut up. And the sad thing is, because it's not a real thing, you're being angry, you're yeah. being yeah, yeah. You and know. the sad thing is, and the sad thing is, like for instance, we need the ones that can speak to the common man, like the Gary Nevilles, to mm. tell them like, what are you doing? Like, you need the ones that can speak their language to to kind of make sense to them. That's why I feel sometimes it's kind of important. I, I hear that. I do. I, 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 you know what? I get all of that in its, mm. in its entirety. Um, I think in a slightly separate point, though, I would say it's tragic that people need to be consoled like that, you know, like a Rashford needs to be consoled by whoever it is out there on Twitter or, you know, a Saka needs to be consoled. For me personally... I would actually, if I if I was advising any young black footballer today, I would say, you know, instead of playing for England, why don't you play for your your country, like you know your the country which your family is associated to, which your parents come from? Because why does anybody deserve to get that much hate when they do their job? You know, nobody yeah, deserves to get that much hate when they do their job. And the fact of the matter is, 
if Saka played for Nigeria, he'd be loved. <laughs> he'd be loved. Like, Absolutely. You know, if he, Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? People in other countries, they really, really love when it comes to like footballers or other sportsmen or, or musicians or whatever, they, they, they actually idolize these people. And I know that these other countries, they have their own fault lines and stuff. And I know that I get that. But I don't think any player deserves to get that much hate for, for doing their job, basically. Um, and I don't even think that they deserve to, or not they don't deserve, but I don't think that they should be getting comforted online by the polite white liberals. I think, you know, some people will say, oh, well, isn't that part of the problem? Because if you pull them out the team, then you're stopping integration or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Or representation. Mm, yeah. And I think mm. to myself, instead of putting the onus on the player to play and get abused, and then you console him, and then you can say, well, look at what a good job we're doing. If I was a player, if I was advising a player, I'd withdraw. I'd withdraw from that well, country. Funny, yeah, and I'd funny, say I'm not yeah. playing anymore. No, I'm gonna say it's funny you say that actually because I just want to touch on the fact is like me personally like, as a player, I feel like if I'm celebrating, I would want to celebrate with you. I'm celebrating with my teammates, not you. I'm not running to the fans tapping this badge because I'm not feeling it. But when it comes to like when I think fans, like think black fans, Asian fans in England shirts. Um, how yeah. how do you guys feel about that? Because I'm not gonna lie, when I see when I see black fans like saying it's coming home and and getting involved with that thing i feel i to be honest i feel a bit lost because i don't feel like you can't separate the football from the country and and i and i think i don't know if they're doing that but then there is the idea of like how can you get behind and then when i hear their voices now saying oh um look at what they're condemning like can can your voice really still be condemning the racism when you're wearing the shirt like the crest it's tough, so man. That's what for it's me is hard. It's hard. It's hard for me to it's hard. Yeah, it's hard because I'm I'm completely torn because I'm like, you should just have the freedom just to put on the shirt and just enjoy the game with it. But I feel like the shirt is a symbol. That's the problem for me. The shirt is a symbol. Yeah, and I get that. I get both sides of it. In it, it's like, it's like I don't know if you lot watch um, Lupin. On oh, I haven't watched it. Yet. The French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm slightly going off topic here, but there's a reason. Like. I won't, no spoilers for anyone. But what I love about Lupin, yeah, is the fact it really is fantasy for black people. Because this big <laughs> six foot something black man in France, who's this master uh, robber, thief, mastermind, dodging the French security and police services by just putting on a little mustache. And oh, we don't know where he's gone. But you know, like, it's so sad that as a black person, I'm like, nah. This would never happen for X, but they've created this world where, I don't know, if I had a kid or whatever, they're watching me like, well, why can't we do that? Do you know, I mean, I know in reality it doesn't work, but I mean, in the terms of Hollywood, we never get to see that in Hollywood. We never get mm. to see that on the screen. True so story. the only reason I bring that back to football is like, on one end, I'm like, I do what the whoever's in primary school and seen Rashford fighting for their school meals just to be able to put on the shirt feel represented and be like, there I am, there he is on the screen. I'm just enjoying this. But for those of us that have lived some life and have, you know, and have to, you know, and had some experience, it's hard because I'm like, for me personally, I'm not wearing the shirt. 
I support the players, but I don't really feel comfortable saying I'm supporting England in that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would never sort of down somebody for doing it, but I can completely see why people would have a problem with it because I think that cross, that flag, represents so many things we are anti. Do you know what I mean? That go against us as people. But I do kind of want that freedom for if I had a son that was five or a daughter that was mm. five, to just be able to put it on and feel no way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I say so, that, but I'm not going to have my son in uh, you know, <laughs> because like, well, I feel like, I feel like, look, I, I genuinely 100% feel like it's, it's, to put that shit on, it feels like you're saying, can I be a part of you? And and it's like, it's not this, like, I'm, try, I'm not trying to divide, divide black people <laughs> with England. I'm literally trying to say like, for me, it's like, I'm trying, like, oh, because, yeah, I'm calling that. I can't remember what that waste man's name is. Um, Andrew, whatever his name is, the one that's been hopefully oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they get his name oh, and yeah, getting yeah, yeah. cancelled from Twitter or any job. Yeah, yeah. Like for me to put that shirt on while he's wearing it, it's like, can I be with you? That's what it feels like. It's the bondage with him, and it's like not, not, mm. not, not like oh, I'm coming. I'm rooting for these players by wearing this shirt. It's like. Mm. I want to be with you guys. Let me join yeah. you and let me celebrate. And I can't, I, I, for me personally, to have my son put that on and be like, yeah. no, 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 no. I couldn't. Can I, I ask couldn't you a question then? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I hear you. And this is the thing, I don't have the answer. I just know how I feel about it. But why does that then change for premiership football for you? Or is why? it only with the England shirt? Yeah. What, is club it different level? for like, you know, club level? Because at club level, I feel like there's not like a, a, re- a regional politics that I'm following. Me well, hold on Millwall. a second. Um, hold on a second. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, what, right. if <laughs> Millwall. Millwall yeah. what, what if your son says that? I want a Millwall shirt. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, can't run. Yeah, that can't run. What are you talking about? Because when you talk about like Millwall, Mill, okay, that's the thing. Because that club level is like you stand for something. Like, like Millwall stands for something. They, they, they legit stand for something. So you wouldn't be wearing that. Like, yeah. like at club level, I'm separate. I'm separating it from the unity of. I mean, I'm separating it from the unity of like what England means. Like, because <laughs> you from Norway. I think you're scrambling a bit. <laughs> no, but like, I'm just like, I'm, I don't follow Premiership football that often. I love mm. football, but I don't get time to watch it. I only yeah. kind of watch the big things. But then I'm hearing you talk, and I'm like, but why is it different for? Because if I feel like, because if I felt like, I mean, there's there's obviously racism going on all over uh, yeah. all over the world, and it, it, even at club level. But I feel yeah. like if my team all of a sudden was overtly racist, and yeah, yeah. all of a sudden the the glaziers and that were like, oh, it's cool, whatever, you can have your thing, then it will yeah. completely change my perspective of how I feel about my club. Yeah. In terms of it's that it's that it's that support that comes with it with England. It's like, for mm. instance, like we say, Pretty Patel and Boris. Like in terms of how they how they aren't they're not backing it, yeah. and then you expect me to back you. I, can't, I, yeah. I it can't run with me. But there's racism right. across every sport in every sport. But yeah, go on. Yeah, no, because at the day it's just like we it comes with, along with an ideology. It comes with a belief system. It comes with. Um, Defies us, and the thing is, it is evident, regardless of what is said um, about how progressive this country has become or how much uh, we've become, we're still in the same place where we're only good as long as we are performing to that, as in terms of you know, entertaining or, or, or you know, for example, in sport, in music, and this and that. However, 
the country pays in a bad light. And I'm just like, well, on one hand, you know, for example, what Mansell said, well, actually he'd advise people to completely pull out. You know, I, I think that that doesn't necessarily encourage um, the coming together and bring about change as fast as we would like to see it. But like, if you look, for example, in the civil rights movement, when Montgomery was like, well, no, us blacks who are meant to be subservient, supposed to be second class citizens, we're no longer using the service and it, it brought a complete crash. So actually, I think what you're subscribing to is what you're not welcome to. That's the honest truth, you know? So I think, well, what are we saying when we are saying, look, I am British or I am uh, part, part of Britain or I'm, I'm, I'm English or like, what are you actually saying? Because at the end of the day, what you're subscribing to is, is, is an institution that you are not welcome to. Yeah. yeah. We have this as long as you are performing. If we had scored um uh, uh and one would have been no issues today it would have been completely different all would have been crying about is oh my god did you see how hard rashford worked or how hard split or how Saka worked but then uh, no, they, they wouldn't have said that they the white players in the front that. page they wouldn't have said that there no, was a south game no they would, just, they would have just country. they would have they would have, they would have praised the the, the 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 um england team we wouldn't have had that much cover in terms of presentation on the front page you wouldn't have, this is what I'm saying, that like you'd just be talking about how good and lavishing England on how good they are. But I saw something that gave me, this is Zaha, conservative MP, um, to apologize, Natalie. Uh, oh, she, yeah, yeah. She, she she's an MP in Dover. Yeah, and she was just like, oh, had he been working hard enough, uh, not playing politics, then he would have done uh, better. And I'm just like, well, actually, you're derailing was working so hard for, do you know what I mean? An issue that is very much prevalent within um, 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 uh, minority ethnic groups and people living with Actually, the issue that he's fighting for includes white children, but actually she made a statement where she just said it blindly and just thought, oh yeah, it wouldn't matter, but it does because it's, it's, it's kind of like what I'm talking about. Um, uh, Boris Johnson uh, not having anything to say about um, uh, players taking the knee, but then today coming out and saying, "Oh, they, he finds racism. He stands with 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 authorities um, 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 having the, like like their full uh, of dealing with the individuals and holding them accountable." But you've encouraged this behavior. This MP statement is encouraging, you know, the mindsets that we've got. Hence, the reason why the racists have got the comfort. To, to, to literally be out there and just say anything that they want. Okay, this is yeah. why I'm saying, look, when we are talking about wearing the flag, when we are talking about wearing the crest on our chest, it should be where we're comfortable to know that we are all covered in this with the safety nets, rather than actually, well, should, should my son on road? It shouldn't be that. And that's no. the reason why I'm just like, well, why are we, why are we wearing? It. Like what are we describing to something that protects and, 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 and preserves an ideology for us or or for some of us, so as long as we're performing to the standards of the white person. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, but let's not even let's not even talk about okay. Yeah, but we even with the racism, that's what that's what with the crest. But even with that, like I'm thinking when you wear the crest, not just the racism, but as an England fan, do you look like you're under a good image as an England fan from based on what I saw, how they acted. Like you said, Basil, with Leicester Square, 
with um, oh. with how they've conducted themselves booing the knee, um, booing the knee, booing the ants, booing the national anthem, yeah. laser pointing in the eyes, like like they're storming the stadium, like as an as a as an England and, and just this is has that, just being put out there. The thing is, England England are notorious. Like in the papers globally, they are notorious for bad behavior when they're abroad in terms of like football matches, in terms of like, it's, it's, it's literally just on a micro scale. Like it's really, really bad. Yeah, and one thing, well, I, quick, bit, quick question. Can like, I why, why do you wear it? Like what, like what are you representing? No, but okay, I just want to ask a quick question as well. How come um, we can have what we had yesterday going on, but no carnival? Like little things like that, like, What's going on with like? Yeah, because yeah. because we have to we have to touch on Freedom Day. We're gonna get to that in a minute. I should clarify mm. though. At least with Carnival, which I think a lot of people are mentioning, the government didn't stop it. Carnival themselves decided not to go ahead with it, which I think is the right thing to do. But I'm not saying like I get what you're saying, but I don't think it was. I think it's important to put that caveat in. It wasn't that the government are saying. You can't carnival. <laughs> it's that carnival are saying we're not doing it because we're still in a pandemic. It's not the right time. Yeah. Yeah, but so do you think but, like after I mean after these events, do you think yeah. like we might as well have the Glastonbury, the carnivals, the like do you, No, I, like, I think they all I, I think they all shouldn't happen personally. Um but you try to tell this country they're not gonna have their football. <laughs> like you be that guy in it, like like Honestly, as much as great as it was to watch, I'm sitting there watching everyone in Wembley. I'm like, this is madness. This is actually madness, man. Just the streets, though. Not even just, just the Wembley. streets, everything. But, you know, it's so it's ingrained into the... I'm ending off the conversation. That, guys, there's a real issue that's out there where domestic violence is the right when England loses. Like, there are mm. a lot of things that are happening that just should not be happening and that just should... We're reaching mm. down on it more. It goes beyond racism. Yeah. It goes beyond the hooliganism. It goes beyond storming so, stadiums and, and, and trashing the nation. Like, I think so we need to football, go back though? to the drawing board. Is that football? No, I'm not talking England. Is that football? Yes, man. Let me just answer the England shot question because I didn't get, oh. I didn't get a chance to chime in. Go on, on go on. I think, you know, if my child wanted to wear the England shirt, boy or girl, I would let them wear the England shirt. I don't necessarily see it as a big deal. I think the big difference is when you wear the... It's, again, and it sounds like being a broken record, going back to gesture politics, right? Or big, grandiose, false gestures. There's a certain MP out there that all four of us know, I'm not going to name him, who whenever he wears... Whenever he does this type of thing, it, he looks he looks out of place because of the way he overdoes it. Do you see what I mean? There's a certain man, I don't want to name him, but yeah, yeah. for me, if my child just wants to wear the English shirt, I don't see that as a big deal personally. Me, now, me and myself, I've been a football fan since I was a kid. I've never worn a football shirt, club or national. And, the re and to be honest with you, so many times I've been invited to games and I don't go to them. And there's a reason for that, because I know what the vibe will be like. And I remember when we were growing up, there was a there was a joke that used to go around, which was that the only football ground that's safe for black people is Arsenal, because black players, diverse North London club, 
but really and truly so for me personally i wouldn't stop my child wearing an english shirt but i think it depends you know if they want to wear it for the fun of it that's 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 fine you can't stop kids doing that but i think as a grown person certain people out there overdo it and it's almost like it becomes uh like arse licking you know certain mps certain public <laughs> figures that's my thing that's my thing no but see that's but, the thing yeah no, yeah well no because literally not just with the english shirt it comes with like it comes with the saint george's flag painted on your face and all that kind of stuff because that's just the, that's just the like yeah if the if the mr try too hard it's like but then you know yeah uh, but then let's say like if my child wanted to wear a Millwall shirt that's a completely different line because i feel like there it's like that's <laughs> Like you're you're choosing you're choosing violence then you know you're actually choosing something. It's like saying hit me hit me hit me hit me hit me hit me. You're asking yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you know your child like they have a school project and they want to paint their face in the England colours or whatever because let's say they're learning about Saint George or whatever. I don't see a problem with that personally. You know education you can have let's say alternative education in the home and you can actually say. Hang on, you know Saint uh, Saint George himself was not actually an English man. Your child can go, oh, okay, Dad, thank you. You know, they might go into school dropping that knowledge, and maybe they'll teach people something. <laughs> so I don't necessarily see a problem with these performative things for children who just want to have fun. Mm. I think there are certain people out there who, listen, their team should rein them in and say, you know, you look foolish when you're standing outside. I think outside that's when the brainwashing the starts. I think that's when the brainwashing starts. Yeah, you know, a lot of stuff, and at, to, at the risk of sounding ultra-conservative, a lot of stuff, uh, you know, it's it happened. The, the home can't be underestimated, the importance of the home. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, at home you need to have good teaching. When she was growing up. She, yeah, and she needed... Yeah, she yeah, but she needed like that that other side, you know? <laughs> I, I don't want to say anything which could be construed badly, but like, for me personally, for example... When I went out and I went to school or whatever, and it was like, okay, yeah, you know, my my friend is like this person, that person, this person. and But as soon as I go indoors, the language that I talk is different, you know, mm. like literally, or the things which I get taught are different because you need that balance, you know, so you don't actually forget who you are, what you are. Um, but I don't see a problem with a child wearing an England shirt. And to be honest with you, I agree with Moses about, the um carnival like you know mm. shouldn't necessarily go ahead because covid is covid but there is a double standard there right mm. because on the tv we were seeing loads of people no social distancing hugging cheering whatever but then Trump. how can the next day you'd be telling me oh by the way you know i recommend you wear a mask doesn't make any sense so there is a double standard there and i think you're right for saying that but the only reason which I would say like why I agree with Moses is because it's because COVID is COVID and it's still there. Yeah. Okay, so let's get on to the can I can I add to what you just said, Mansoor? Do you know like yeah real thing has allowed because it's football when people were doing a vigil for Sarah she was murdered, like women tackled by police left like we really need to understand the, the microaggressions that are out there and really like understand them. They are out there in our faces. Mm, yeah. yeah. When people were doing a vigil for someone who was murdered, like they were treated like 
animals, absolutely brutalized the police. And yet, when it's football hooliganism, it's almost like it's almost like it's an un, like there's an undertone well, that just, says yeah. It's well, just think about protests. Yeah, just think about any protest people had. Like, just think about um, people having funerals. Just any, just yeah. like, just just little, just small gathering. Think about. I could not go to my friend's house in a group of six people. I could, I could be in, the, but but apparently I can be um, in a in a stadium full of sixty thousand men on the street all hugging up on each other and like. Mm. Mm. Imagine you can't. You can't attend a hospital patient with somebody at the hospital because hospitals say we don't want too many people because of COVID. But suddenly, if I go to a football match, it's fine. Oh, question doesn't make sense. I didn't, things, I didn't see one mask. I didn't see nah, one nah, mask. Nah, nah, nah. I didn't see one mask. Nah. Not even a, not even a, not even someone wearing part of a costume. All the hot breath was breathing strong in the air, and they were <laughs> hugging each other and touching each other yeah. and. And like, it, so then the, when I'm coming, so let's let, so if we go on to the next yeah, one, let's let's, let's not talk freedom. See their dying relatives. No, you can't mm. because and but you can see football. Though. But let's talk Freedom Day. Let's talk Freedom Day. That's meant to be on what 19th of July. Yep. Um, 19th like, of July. Like in terms of, but apparently Boris is now saying one. I don't know why it was excited about about abolishing face masks. I'm, I'm, I find a strange concept. You feel like you're being imprisoned by having to cover your mouth from being gross. So that just confuses me in the slightest. But now Boris is saying apparently, oh, um, we, you don't have to wear it, but we want you to wear it in certain places. Um, like after the events of like Wembley and that, um, you saw in, when Scotland went, <laughs> when Scotland fans went back to Glasgow, they went and brought the COVID back with them from when they came to Wembley. So, like, do you see, do you see, like, um, do you see another lockdown in our future after reading? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I don't want there to be one because, I mean, we've been through enough, but something's not making sense here. And I think it's all down to money, sadly. You know, we've got a new health health secretary, Sajid, taken over from my man, Mr. Mr. Quick Hands Hancock. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're gonna get up to that. We're gonna get up to that. Like you know, I like Hancocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, my thing is like, this country is on its knees. It's got to be economically. And like, you know, me and Mansoor have spoken about this before, and he can probably elaborate a lot better than I can. But Sajid is a money man. You know what I mean? I think really they're opening it because they just, I mean, even just yesterday, the economy, they, they estimated four billion pounds was injected into the con- economy just from pubs, from watching the fight, England in the final. And I feel like this Freedom Day thing, they're at the moment, the government are just like, we need to, to get the money back in the economy. So you know what? If you're not vaccinated, whatever, free, you know, live your life, do your thing, money over everything. And I think, I think that will catch up with them very fast because the economy and people's health kind of go in tandem. You can't have an economy without people alive or well. So sadly, you know, I feel we may not see it for a couple of months, but definitely potentially in the winter. I don't want it to happen, you know, but it's a bit strange for me. You know, I'm coming from a performing background in the entertainment world that on the 18th, I could, I'm not allowed, but on the 19th, I could literally have a concert with it just something I think like, that's my problem yeah, yeah there's no like gradual plan it's just like bang we're back in what, what happened to COVID overnight yeah it's, it's almost like it's almost like 
No, I'm gonna say like, this is my. Like what happens to COVID overnight? How do you like why why the nineteenth? It goes from it, it from it goes from do you know what I mean? Total lockdown. You know, and everything's calm. How? Why? What? Like, what's the science? Because this is my this is my concern. I heard talk about um, the like the thing. The next thing is nightclubs. We want to get nightclubs open again, and it's just like so. Nightclubs are a breeding ground for not just COVID, just, just general <laughs> disease. Like for everything, like, yeah, breeding like, ground for a everything. A nightclub so. is a breeding ground for all of it. It is, it is like the you cannot have. It's impossible to have a safe nightclub, no matter how much you want to try and say, you are not gonna even, unless you take every man in there sober and stop serving drinks, and you literally have a line where everyone has to, you get like four people on the dark floor, you're, you're done, you come up, you're done, you come up. There's no way you can have a clean nightclub unless you completely annihilate the virus. And that's impossible, you cannot annihilate an entire virus. It changes, it varies. So like the, the nightclub thing should be dead. 100%. It should be like it's important. I guess the argument though is the argument though is they say if if you're vaccinated and the vaccine is working as they're saying it is, do you know what I mean? But then again, I and, think the vaccine is a whole it's a whole thing in terms of it's an economy thing as well. It, because like the fact that they're saying they're incentivizing people to say get the vaccine and then you get what like free whatever or you get to go here, like yeah. what is this? Like it's not it's not candy. Like you can't be playing, you can't be playing with a vaccine like this. It's a joke. Yeah. Listen, I mean, like I can't remember whether it was the last podcast or the one before that. Somewhere we spoke about people that don't wash. Yeah, I'm, bring- <laughs> I'm bringing it back to that, and I'm plugging that episode. If you haven't listened to that episode, you need to listen to that episode. It's a big one. People are nasty. People yeah. are nasty. I was actually, I was at the O2 today and I went to the toilet and then I was washing my hands. Some man came next to me out of the cubicle. Yeah. I'm picking my words carefully out of the cubicle. Walked out. This is what I'm saying. Like, why would I suddenly <laughs> on one random day just tear off my mask and say, yeah, that's it. You know, and I'm thinking back, listen, like I remember nights out at clubs or whatever. They were nasty even then. And it was just like mess on the floor or whatever. Maybe I didn't go to the right places, but it was no. nasty even then, no. like bacterially, bacteria wise. Can't wear you know? a face mask. Yeah, people don't wash their nah. hands. People don't wash their hands. Full stop. They're drunk. They're even less likely to wash their hands. They're, they're yeah. gonna be making out with each other randomly. They're gonna random, <laughs> random. <laughs> There's not gonna be yeah. one face mask in it. People want to touch you for no reason. There's fights, there's brawls. So there's going to be people grabbing and breathing on each other the whole fucking exactly. time. There's nothing in a nightclub that can be regulated. You saw how close these men got to each other in Leicester Square in an open space. How close do you think they're going to get when there are walls, right? Mm-hmm. And bricks and mortar keeping them in a designated area. It just doesn't yeah. work. But, know, like Moses think- is right. It's an economy thing. Money talks, right? No, but then how yeah, could you uh, have something like Leicester Square going on and like that doesn't get shut down? I'm just a little confused because it's not Freedom Day yet either. So you can tell me how don't and not just and because obviously the answer is football, but no, but it's economy as well because it's like again four billion pounds injected into our GDP. 
in, because in, I remember, in one day, bro. No, but one day, day. like, bro, I remember the <laughs> man saw telling me he saw girls, little girls crying in the park when they were being pulled over for like four of them because they were, they were in the park. Together. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, oh tell, my god, with the fine. Have that. How can you tell me yesterday was okay, but I'm being fine because I'm in the park yeah, with four of my yeah. friends? Shout, shout out that girl, though, man. She was devastated that day. <laughs> she was devastated that day. <laughs> yeah, something terrible. But let's face oh. it, I mean, this this if one thing this year has taught us this government and their double standards is like that's just what they do do you know what i mean like it's just what they do they're clearly not that yeah no it's one rule for one yeah yeah yeah. i mean so it's not surprising if anything they've just carried on how they always have so yeah yeah it's it's madness but it's tough because i want i want restrictions to be eased but make it safe make it make sense in it do you know what i mean but to suddenly just mm. be like, because I think about other countries that have that have navigated this with sense and successfully and done it well. I'm like, even they haven't just gone September first. Well, free Mandela. Do you know what I mean? Do what mm. you were like. There's at least a plan. Whereas I'm like, Sajid came in and it's just like, listen, July nineteenth is July nineteenth. Brexit is Brexit. We are opening. <laughs> Get your money, kings. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just like, boy. On one hand being a musician that live music has not existed for the past 18 months i'm like oh yeah let me get my change but two i'm also like mm, this doesn't feel good do you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like it's a bit strange because the question is like do you man feel safe enough to carry on without your mask and stuff in public once july 9th do you feel like this is a revelation i can just go back to life nah nah no nah. and you know I what can't... there are going to be some people out there why are you wearing a mask? Da, 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 da. You don't have to. And I think, yeah, be prepared for that hostility. If you're a mask wearer, be prepared for that hostility and be prepared to actually say something back because... I was getting people... at the start. Yeah, 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 same. I used to get laughed at. I remember even sometimes, forget COVID, just going to work with a mask mm-hmm. and people looking at me like I'm the one who is, you know, somehow some sort of pariah. Yeah, yeah. People are dumb, man. People are dumb. And the funny thing is, I think it was in Israel who has like a really advanced um, vaccination program in terms of the speed that they do it. They ditched masks. And I think within like a fortnight later, they reinstated (laughs) mandatory mask wearing because cases just went up and up and up. So, you know, that's a society where... um, you know, you would expect them to have some level of, of know-how just because it's supposedly a society based on scientific advancement. In this oh, country, you saw what they were like yesterday. No, but this, thing, like, yeah, but, this, but this is the thing, like, I mean, a mask thing, for instance, like, unless you're obviously on the approved list that you can't wear it, for instance, you should, it should be, this should not be taken out. You should have to wear it on the tube. Like, in, in places yeah, where there's, like, breeding grounds for germs, you you should have to wear your mask. It, it should be a no-brainer. And I don't feel why... It, it feels like one of them kind of like... Like a Trump supporter idea where you're taking my freedom away if you're making me wear a mask. Because it has nothing to do with your freedom. Is it like... Yeah, get... Mm. Is, it really, is it really stopping you or restricting you that much? This is my question. Get in the bin. Get in the bin is what I say to you. If you think that much about your freedom, get in the bin. What do you prefer? Wearing a mask... Or, or catching death just get in the bin and stay home i don't want anything to do with you <laughs> you know um listen it's actually liberating because 
because of masks have been just one part of the policy, but I would say it's because of mask wearing that actually we've been in a not, what I would call a not lockdown for however many months because people have actually taken or have been forced to take that, that measure, you know? So, and for me, that is freedom in the middle of a pandemic where I can basically go about living my normal life. To me, that is freedom. You, you see what I mean? Mm. Freedom isn't rising cases and then I'm stuck in my yard again. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't get it personally, how that's restricting your freedom. It's a dumb idea. Man, mm. I haven't heard from you in a while. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I just think um, the idea that on one day everything just changes and everybody can just go ahead and live their life as normal. It's, it's, it's obvious that, look, this is just a financial thing. We're trying to get the economy back up. And, okay, at what cost? It means we're going to lose some grannies over, over um, the winter. We're going to lose people with underlying problems. But at the end of the day, we're boosting the economy. That's just what it is to me. Like, let's call a spade a spade. The thing is, this whole thing has been handled so badly. Like, it's been, it's been diabolical. Like, the person who made sex illegal was out there <laughs> caught in 4K having an effect. Do you get what I mean? It's clearly like, it's always been one rule for one. The other, Hang on, the your other. neck, get... your neck. Go on. Sorry, pardon? No, go yeah, on. No, like, it's, 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 been, it's been tragic. Like the way that it's been handled has just been diabolical. And it's just evident, like, look, Hancock and, and, and uh, Boris, for example, we've literally just watched their bad breakup. Trusting a government that is built up, that is set up of people like this, you should just be dubious. Like, I, personally, I'm not going to... I feel like mask wearing um, allowed you to kind of have this mindset. Do you get what I mean? If we now go into this whole thing of, like, we're completely free and nothing is an issue, I think we're going to come out of the mindset that we've had. Cases are going to rise um, exponentially, and then they're just kind of like trial and error. We'll see what happens. Do you know what I mean? If you die, you die. I think that's just how it's been seen. Let the bodies pile up, was I think what Boris Johnson said, right? Let the bodies pile up. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, like, I mean, like you just said it there, Hancock right there. That's on. That's, that's the hey. I like Hancock. Um, um, what the, Mr. Hancock was known to be, what was it? Wasn't it even a fair? Because he said he wouldn't with his wife anymore. I don't want to get into the yeah, gossip yeah, of it. It wasn't like, a fair, man. But Ask he got caught on the CCTV, lips in his, lips in his side piece. Um, <laughs> Gina, I can't say her whole name. I'm not sure I'd say her whole name. Um, I can't remember it now. It begins with C. Uh, um, but he was, he was lips in, he was lips in his, um, with lips in his, his little side piece. Um, the biggest issue um, that came out of that, though, was the fact that he broke the social distance room, not the affair. Um, <laughs> Colodangelo, Colodangelo, Colodangelo. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he broke this. He broke social distancing rules. That's what was mm. the most shocking part of this whole matter. I mean, where did, well, where you, think, you on? Yeah, well, when you think about it, it, it would have to be because if we start <laughs> to get morality into this, Boris Johnson would have been gone a long time ago, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you start to double in their personal lives, this man's a mess, bro. But like, why did no one touch it? No, no one touched the fact that he was cheating on his wife. No, but that's what I'm saying. Because, like, if you did, like, you then have to take, like, <laughs> Boris is like, bro, Boris was having an affair while his wife was pregnant, wasn't it? 
We did, yep. we, and yeah. He, he took her to the family home. Wait, listen. To like, the family so home <laughs> on the family God. sofa. That's Honestly. what we read. Do you, do you not remember the Latin? Do you yeah. Remember the Latin? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> what was it? You said he's coming in Latin or something like that. I was yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is why I'm like, it could never be. This is why they're powerful, in it? They have to spin the narrative some way because if you then start to take a moral standpoint, you have to go through all of them. And like Morris is king of, of trifling. So it could only be about like, cause let's not forget what was the other scientist really early on before Chris Whitney, yeah. I forgot, Valence maybe? Professor, Professor Ferguson. Oh, Ferguson, One, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. same thing, do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't about his affair, it was about Oh, he broke sources. So it's just like but they the have to continue mad. the narrative. The spin's mad. Like they you see to. a video of my man. You see the video when he's like looking around and then like and then like and then in the room. And then the thing, Honestly. no one's even looking for a comment from the wife. It's just literally like Hancock break social distancing rules. Mm. But he's he, he, poor wife. He did. Like, what his wife got it though. I felt sorry for his wife. His wife didn't. Yeah, get it. yeah, yeah. She she no. didn't deserve that. Do you know what I mean? Like paparazzi at your door next day, like come on, let the woman live. Like she was minding her business twenty four hours before, and now she's like the laughing stock of the yeah, embarrassing. Do you think he's coming back? Could you say you're putting a comeback? No, he said. Yeah, but then that's yeah, the way it goes, though, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> sorry, it's the way it goes. You're a person of interest. Like that's that's literally just how it works. Poor thing, but we all know that. Like. The, the, the paparazzi, the tabloids, the newspapers, the media have never mm. been kind to people's privacy when you're people of um, of interest. Yeah. 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 It's true. But the question, you is- know what? He was like low-hanging fruit, you know? I think, well, you guys know my theory. I think that um, the government basically wanted to open up and they were looking for an excuse to get rid of him, probably because he was a bit cautious. And mm. so, you know... Someone stuck a camera up there, probably because there were whispers. Like his his secretary, for example, she would know, she would have a suspicion that he's having an affair with this woman, right? Mm. So it probably was an open secret with a lot of people. Of and, course, you know, this was the perfect time to drop him. I mean, mm. <laughs> the guy, yeah, guys are wet wipe. So you think it was all coordinated? I think so. Listen, mm. I've heard Sajid Javid busting jokes about it. I don't know if you've heard him. No, uh, no, no. Been, like he was on, um, he was doing an interview and he said something like, oh, is the camera on? Like obviously a virtual interview. He's like, oh, is the camera on? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. My camera's on. Just like, <laughs> you know, like, I feel Slash. like it is. Yeah, these conservatives, they're, they're, listen, they're power hungry people. Yeah. Probably just thought, let's dash into the bin, man. And you know that as well, because Boris Johnson in those leaked text messages was basically cussing him off. Like saying, I'm you telling know. you, they had a very open breakup, Hancock yeah. and, 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 and Johnson. And I think Boris was just like, you know what? Nab him. Nab him. That's it. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's, he's spoken yeah, too yeah. much. He's done too much. Nab him. It's not an issue. Definitely. I've got Definitely. a question for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly off, not off topic, on topic. What would it take? For Boris Johnson to have to resign, what scandal would have to come out now? When you, you think about it, when you think about it, he's kind of done Why it. Why gone away with? He's done murder. it all, bro. No, I'm saying murder. It have to be murder or something because there's no okay. other way. But I mean, the pandemic piling the bodies high, corporate murder. Like, has he not done that? 
No, I think they need yeah, to get like, some camera like Hancock doing it, like literally in the in the in the CCTV because I don't see what he can do. But do it what? Do what? Like have an affair? He's done that, that. Sex in that American woman in the family, G- the family yeah. house. What the yeah. the That's porn what... lady or whatever it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, like he's he'll survive now. He's you know because I feel like Dominic Cummings had all the intel on him, but. You know what? In the words of Denzel, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove, right? Mm. And mm. We, we all know it and we believe it, but Cummings couldn't prove it. And yeah. so I feel like, you know what? He, the guy is uncatchable. There's no proof on him. I think he'll probably survive his five years. Mm. Um, definitely. I don't think anything will out him now. No yeah. way. Yeah. No he way. lied to the Queen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's been so many things he's done. I'm like, this man is flipping Iron Man. Do you know what I mean? He must have the most dirt on somebody up there. He must have the most dirt on somebody. <laughs> on someone, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. one than one words. Like, if he's untouchable, it's like, do you know what I can do to you? Like, mm-hmm. it's one of the ones where he had some conversations. Like, let me just shut this down before you even think about doing mm. what you're doing. Yeah. Like, there was about. a leaked... Yeah, there was a leaked audio from years ago where he threatened to beat up some journalists. I don't know if you... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was like threatening... I trust you. Like, I'm, I'm going to send the people around them, you know, but in Tory language. So it sounds, yeah, it sounds a lot more, you know. And he was like, oh, I don't know what came out. It must have been a story about one of his one of his shenanigans. And Morris he said... The goodies, bro. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to... I'm dropping it in the group chat for you guys. Later, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a joke thing, man. I mean, the guy's going to survive. <laughs> well, can you tell me what... Then how, then how can we at least get rid of the Home Secretary? Do you think there's a way of getting rid of her? I'd love to see her deported, but... Uh, I think there's something that could happen, but I don't, I don't know what. I reckon, like, when they're done with her, they'll, they'll dash her. And I don't know what that would be or what she'll do, because... There's, something, there's been enough things she's been caught out on, the whole tax evasion or embezzling, but, but I don't know. She's serving a purpose for them. That's why I'm like, she's still there. She's serving their, she's doing their dirty work. So they want her there. But as soon as they're done with her, they'll dash her, dash her to the side. They'll send her back to flipping Bombay. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's over. Do you know mm. Yeah, I mean? and that's, that's my lesson for all of them out there. You know the type. You know the mm. type, Calvin. Calvin, Calvin, Dominique. Wherever you are, man. <laughs> wherever you are, like you are just, you're, you are, you're, you're a chocolate chip in their biscuit, man. You they're, are a corn. Gonna, yeah. They're <laughs> gonna dash you. Fully dispensable. So, yeah, it's ridiculous. I think you're right, Moses. Whenever they don't need a. Because, like, once you set up a good immigration policy and it's in law, what do you need her for? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. So, exactly. They'll do a Shamima yeah. on her, bruv. Do you know what I mean? She'll be stateless <laughs> before you know it. Like, oh, starting a GoFundMe yeah. and flipping OnlyFans just to try and beg away. Uh, I don't think they won't do it, bruv. Trust me. Trust me. Her husband uh, will leave her quick. You know what I mean? Like, she thought she had stakes in this year Babylon. They'll get rid of her, bruv. So... It's, she's true, just man. wicked, man. She's vile. I think she's the, she's the devil incarnate. She is the yeah, devil incarnate. she's vile, bro. Agent of Satan. Mm. Agent of Satan. I mean, you in know In many what? ways, she... I think she's worse than Thatcher. 
in many, in, you know, not that I live through the fact, but like when you see what she's no, doing, I agree. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's because we understand politics more. I don't know. True, but, true, but, true, but, true, true. But generally, no, but I think in this economy as well, she, mm. um, yeah, in terms of what she does and how she uses her power, she's so much mm. more evil. And Thatcher was cold and Thatcher was led by ideology. But you know what? 50% of this country or whatever likes Thatcher down in the south of England. I mm. can't think of really anybody who would like Pretty Patel other than the ultras, mm. you know? Like, there's no community here that actually benefits from her apart from the ultras. Mm. So don't get it. Because even the polite white liberals who go mm. to them, even they wouldn't take her. No. So it's not, you know... <laughs> I don't know anybody that really would rate her. I think Moses is right in that mm. characterization. Definitely. Mm. All right. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, our last topic, um, it happened yesterday. Was it yesterday as well? I think it was yesterday. I think it, it was, was yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yeah one day ago. But it barely, yeah, it barely touched the news compared to the Euro final. But yeah. um, Mr. Branson has just basically um, done air travel, took air travel to the next level. Um, in the yeah. billionaire's race to space by basically I think they flew closest to the end of like the edge of space essentially or the edge yeah, of, um, edge of space where they actually reached um, like no gravity zero gravity for about I think 30 minutes or so mm. um, these, these billionaires have a lot of money to uh, I, I guess I guess to play with um, mm. and he beat um, was it Bevo? Yeah, I think it's better to be on edge of space. Um, how do you feel about this this next to space? I'm not on it, you know. I think no. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of space and uh, the, the, the cosmos. But, like, to me, it, it, it's, it's a bit dystopian and people might be calling me a conspiracy theorist, but I'm like, let's face facts, man. The Earth is dying and it's dying because of these billionaires. Do you know what I mean? That are just basically pillaging it for all it's worth, and all of a lot of our problems can be traced back to to to, to greed. You know what I mean? Whether it's for fossil fuels, whether it's for cheap industrial labor, uh, industrial processes, oil, fossil fuels, plastic, poly- all of that. You know what I mean? These men are the big the big guns behind it. Do you know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like the fact that these two billionaires, the billionaires, are running to what I see as colonized space, I'm like, you lot, man. Like, because it's like, we're not there yet as a society or a, a race to be like, we can go live comfortably in space. But in two in a thousand years time, we might be. But in the same way these men laid the foundation thousands of years ago with their different slave trades, and now people are sitting in London and England comfortable in somewhat, I'm like, I don't put it past them to be laying the foundations, you know what I mean? But do you think so, these men are also just like trying to lay the foundation for like, I mean, themselves getting out there, getting the hell out of here, rather than like, hey, space travel to colonize for the rest of you, or like, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to cut. I'm trying to I don't think it's for them, personally. I think, I think it's a long-term thing, you know what I mean? It starts with one, because there's no way in either of their two lifetimes they'll be able to enjoy any level of comfort in space. Do you know what I mean? So my thing more is like, well, what can they do now? They can lay some sort of foundation, whether that's like, I read a really good article on like this, uh, this theory that they're trying to control the satellite network that basically can like 
if they are the ones in control of the satellite network, which basically controls everything going on down here anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like from flipping GPS to parts of the internet to this, to communications, it's another, it's another monopoly. And, you know, that's why I think it is the space race. It's like, let me be the first to get up there and I can put my things up there and do my thing. Maybe in a thousand years time, it'd be like, we can colonize Mars. You know what I mean? And they're laying the foundations for that. And we don't know, but I don't, I don't think it's just as simple as when I was a little boy, I wanted to go to space and now I'm here. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, don't, rubbish. I don't believe that. Mm. I don't believe that. So, you know, when we've got all of these problems here, I don't think, I mean, it's their money. They can do what they want with it. But ultimately, I'm like, why? Not buying it. But, you know, I'm not really buying it. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah. What do you think? I think that's what you're thinking. Okay. For me, their motivation behind this is space tourism, you know? I mean, like, they were talking about this idea that, oh, in the same way you can fly to a country now, we want to make it so that the super rich can go and experience space in however long. And obviously, I think, with like with anything, it's like the Cold War, right? US, Russia, in terms of racing towards making that big advancement. Like, you just see this Bezos, Branson dynamic. Who can do it first? Because whoever does it first has the monopoly. And so I think, like, from my understanding, and I might be wrong on this, Bezos announced that he wanted to go into space first himself. And then Branson jumped the gun and said, no, I want to, well, I'll do it before you. And now he's gone. That was the idea. Like, so it's a rivalry, you know? For me, leave these men up in space now. <laughs> so mm. like, leave them up in space now because it's the same guys that were asking for bailouts here however long ago, the same mm. people avoiding taxes with Amazon. Um, and, you know, like Elon Musk apparently congratulated Branson about it. This is the same guy that made the joke like, oh, well, like now that Venezuela's in, in, in turmoil, I can go and uh, colonize it. So for me, oh wow, leave the yeah, leave these guys, yeah, 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 leave these guys up in space. I'll send you the tweet afterwards. Leave these guys up in space, and let's you know, I'm not into these vanity projects. It's the same vanity. Like if there's a vanity project here on Earth, I'd be the same thing. Millionaires with too much money to spend. I'm not on the space tourism thing. If it ever happened, I wouldn't be going to space. Mm. I'm not doing it. Tower of Babel. I've just yeah. got that. Yeah. Maybe that's my upbringing. Some yeah. people will know what I mean. Some thing people is, won't. Do, do, I, do you think the Do you think the money will be better spent trying to save this earth rather than trying to see what the future's like, yeah. trying to get somewhere else? One hundred percent. How much money? How much money do you have to spend to be able to even get where Branson was? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because it's like it does make you question. The thing about it is what no one's sort of talking about. He, they're talking about. Yeah, for the super rich to go to space. I'm like, this woman put up this tweet because her husband's an astronaut. And she was basically describing how rigorous training you have to go through just to spend time in space, right? So I can't imagine the average, even if you are a billionaire, is going to put themselves through, unless they're only spending 20 minutes in space or something like that. like Doing what he did. Yeah, up. but even that, I'm a bit like, they, you know, they're just greedy. It won't stop at that. Do you get me? And then it's going to become like sort of the Concord thing. It's like, like why Icarus. are you spending 
a million pounds to go up there for 30 minutes. Like, we mm-hmm. want more. Why can't you build a space station? We could, and it's just going to get Tower of Babel, like Mansell said. Do you know what I mean? So my thing is, it's just like the amount of money that has probably been spent on this when my Virgin Media goes down every so often. My guy, like, do you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> you need to sweep exactly. around your own front yard, my brethren. Like, stop worrying about space. Like, right. you get me? Like, yeah. let's get some fibre optic to to the flipping corners of England that don't have it, like my man's Corbyn was saying. Do you know what I mean? These men that are working from home crying, they can't even get Wi-Fi. Let's listen to that one out first. Network in Africa. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and if we get to the point, maybe in a hundred thousand years where we haven't got any problems, we can talk about space. But that's just my opinion. I love space. I'd love to go, but I wouldn't feel right going. Do you know what I mean? Even if I had the money to do it. I'm just like, what are you doing, bro? Like, yeah, you've gone up there now. You've come back down. Leave them up there, bro. Let them yeah, stay. Yeah, there. Let I them just orbit forever, bro. Yeah, to be honest, I got well, no, I got no interest in space. Like, mm. I mean, like, I mean, what, um, what, what's the plan? If you find, what, what, what's the plan if you find a life form, or like hypothetically, or if you find, um, if you find a a, a, a planet that we can actually live on and breathe on, like, what's the plan mm. to go and mine it until we destroy that too, like? Mm. What what is eventually the plan when you go to space? It is to just say I've been to space. No, I don't feel yeah. like like what. Go on, Nigel. And you know what it is as well. Like eventually, let's say Earth turns to turns completely downhill. There'll be a whole thing about who do we take up to space to continue life, and we all know how that's going to go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Eugenics. The list already decided. <laughs> Yeah, eugenics, yeah, yeah. then the OBEs and MBEs, and exactly, the and you know what exactly. I mean? like, <laughs> yeah. So, for me, like, listen, Bezos gave us Amazon Prime, I can't hate him if he wants to go to space. <laughs> Branson, I don't know what, listen, <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know, like Moses said, you need to sort out your own stuff. So, mm. they want to spend their money doing that, fair enough, but I just think we're going down a dangerous route. You know, mm, mm. going down a dangerous route. Certain people will be left on Earth. Certain people will be going up in space. And, you know, like we've yeah, already got bad problems. Why would they care? Though? Why would they care if a certain man are left on Earth? Because it won't matter no more. They'll leave them to, they'll leave them to their own device and get destroyed, innit? I don't yeah. see, I don't see life being possible to be sustained outside Earth long term. Yeah. Well, the thing, the, that's the thing. I think as human beings, like, yeah. we have been built for this 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 earth here mm. so, like you could say even if they did find a life form on another planet that life form would have been evolved and designed for that planet yeah like as much mm. as you try and live somewhere else it, it like i don't think it will be sustainable no. you can't even fight covid bro how are we fighting some sub-Saharan temperatures or whatever? I don't know. We can't even fight some COVID. Mysterious, some mysterious virus. Some, some yeah. virus. Yeah. For real, for ah, real. We're, we're, we're dead if we go anywhere else, man. So let these, these men can explore all they want. But it just does send, the, send the hooligans. Send the hooligans. They should be used as guinea pigs. Send like hey. one at a time. Could you imagine yeah. if they started flipping in space prisons and stuff? That would no, be that would no, be, oh. be mad. I'm not on it. I'm not on it. I'm just saying, like, you could no, almost but, see it no, going but, the other way. Yeah, you know no, that'd be mm-hmm. mad. Like they could use them as guinea pigs to be like, you know what, yeah, 
like there's an amazing program yeah we want to reward you for your efforts with um like nationalism whatever we, we're gonna send you to space and they're gonna be like oh i'm going to space mate yeah <laughs> send them all in the mm. rocket yeah redirect uh, it and then <laughs> space must be you know what yeah here's the thing in some ways they've got it right offering the rich money to go up to space for 30 minutes because I think anything longer than an hour in space, unless you're an astronaut, must actually be pretty long, you know. When you think about yeah. it, like it's I think cold. 30 minutes is long. Have you been on a roller coaster? Have you been on a roller coaster for three minutes? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, it's like Trust I think me. the novelty would wear off very quickly. Oh, I need yeah. to use the bathroom. Okay, well, <laughs> so what you gotta do, you gotta strap yourself into this thing. And then there's this vacuum and make sure you don't move and you've got to hold this there. Oh, I want to make some food. Okay, now what you got to do, you've got to seal off this. Like, bruh, we weren't designed up there, man. Like, love no, it, man. No. And that's why I'm like, long term, nah, I don't see how. And even what work. your body can take physically getting up there. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a whole process. It is a yeah, whole process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, we're much, but listen, we're better built to live underwater. And I know it's going to sound like a really stupid comment, but. Mm. <laughs> We're better built to live underwater yeah. than we are to live in space. Mm. You know, like we, we, in terms of our technology, in terms mm. of our body, what our bodies can actually take. We, you could go in the water without any suit on, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We're much better built to live underwater than we are in space. So mm. I don't, I don't see people picking up residents on Mars. Let's put it like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. see it, but. Yeah. Uh, I hope, you know, I know it's not going to happen, but I'd hope that at least they reinvest some of their profits back home and actually do it some good. But, you know, one can dream. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my opinion. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like we lost Mandela at the end of it, so we can't even offer his opinion. I know what, what happened to him. Um, uh, he put in the thing that he had to duck out. I don't know. It must be fatherly duties or something mm-hmm. did he mm-hmm. oh that's what it was okay yeah all right then could the be that can't say goodbye but we can say goodbye we can say it's not coming home <laughs> it didn't come home went to rome yep and went do you believe rome. it will do you believe it will come home in the world cup next year okay nah. no let me wait let me let me nah. think do you want it to come home in qatar 2022 you can yes. It's not happening. It's, it's not, it's not even happening. Day. It's not happening. I want the lads to do some, play some amazing football, but I'm sorry. What World Cup? Like, do we have to remind ourselves of the teams in the World Cup? If, and, like what we didn't talk about, right? And I'm gonna sound like a negative Nancy, but I think the path the England team did they did have a very blessed path for this Euros as well. That I think was quite an anomaly. You get me? Like. They, you know, it was quite. I don't want to say it's lucky because they were playing good football, but you and know they also what I'm saying? played at they were, Wembley and that. There was a lot. Of... They had a lot of factors playing in their favour. Mm. Let me put it that way. World Cup, boy, nah, not happening, not happening. Um, but yeah, let's see. It didn't come home, and the reason why is because karma hits some people like a truck. So blame those people for letting the universe not let that trophy come home right now. That's what mm-hmm. that's what that's I say. Right. That it's, it's mm-hmm. their fault that they didn't come home. Respect mm-hmm. to Saka, with Rashford and Sancho for standing up to take those penalties. And the mm-hmm. thing is, I know the man knew if we miss a penalty, what's going to happen. So I, I respect him. 
Yep. So I respect them even more for either still stepping up and not being scared, knowing mm. what would happen if they did step up for that penalty. So shout yeah. out to them, man. There. Yeah. Honorable yeah. shout out to Pickford as well, bro. He did kind of do bits. I can't lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he did. <laughs> he, 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 you know what I love about he him? Did. He just seems like he's vexed to do his job half the time. Like, he's just like, <laughs> yeah. what? Why am I here? Like, but he, he did bits, man. He did bits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luke Shaw, amazing yeah. tournament. And yeah. um, bring that Phillips, back to my United. Mm. All of them, they they did good. I can't. Yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah, shout them. out to the shout out to the players. You did well, and Southgate as a manager did the best that England had ever had done. I think so. England team, you done well. England fans, you guys need a lot of work to do. Like literally, <laughs> like there's a lot of work going on there. Like I'm, yeah, like please, like sort it out by the next World Cup. Seriously, like you need to get you need to get your ducks in a row, but. <laughs> That's another episode of Chatting Swordfish. Thanks for joining us. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, or you could, and you can listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. It's Chatting Swordfish everywhere. Until next time, peace.